There's the bell, and that means we're in session. Welcome to this bonus episode of SC Charter Chatter, the only podcast dedicated to all South Carolina charter schools. I'm your host, Kevin. Thank you for joining us. I hope everyone is doing well out there and excited as I am to share this episode of SC Charter Chatter. We're presented by the Public Charter School Alliance of South Carolina. Another great episode as we continue celebrating Black History Month. As you know, each February, we celebrate, highlight, and recognize the work, the achievements, and roles of African Americans throughout history in this country and around the world. As I mentioned, this month we're doing bonus episodes to spotlight the work that is being done right here in South Carolina and in our state's charter schools. We're talking to African American school leaders and learning who they are and sharing the impactful work that they're doing in education and in those public charter schools. And today I'm honored to have Virtus Academy Charter School Principal, Miss Shamika Nero, a veteran educator, but a new principal there at Virtus, serving the Florence area in the PD. Thank you, Ms. Nero, for joining SC Charter Chatter. Hi, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. We certainly appreciate you coming on and, and uh, sharing your time with us and sharing your thoughts and your perspectives. Um, so with that, Ms. Nero, if you would, share a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. In addition to being a principal, Kevin, I am also a mother of two boys, Fabian, 21, and Langston, 11. I love to travel, garden, read, and shop. I'm also in the last year of a doctoral program at Coastal Carolina University. Oh, so Dr. Nero soon, huh? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So um, in your journey, uh, Ms. Nero, did you always know that you wanted to be in education? Yes. I have wanted to be a teacher since I was in first grade. Everything about my first grade teacher, Miss Stanley, made me want to be just like her. Okay. And so, you know, although throughout high school and college, my aspirations changed, I came back to education and have been in education since 2008. Okay. And so did you start off in the classroom? Is that where you started your educational journey? Your professional journey? My professional journey started off Uh, I was a director of a Sylvan Learning Center and Sylvan Learning Learning Centers sold supplemental education programs. So my educational journey started off there and then I left there and taught two years at a federal prison. Oh, wow. And so uh, in 2007, I started teaching English at West Florence High School and I have been in the classroom from that time until 2018, when I was promoted to assistant principal at South Lawrence High School. And that time at the prison, that it, that piqued my interest there a little bit. I, didn't, I don't think I knew that. I don't, I don't recall knowing that about you. But was that educating teens to, to earn a diploma? Or was it adults earning GEDs, no. all the above? Well, it was, it was at a federal prison. And so inmates ranged in ages from 18 to 85. And so then there was this thing called good time release. And so in order for the inmates to get credit for good time, they had to do things to earn this credit. 
like schooling. If they did not have a high school diploma or a GED, then they had to go to school. Well, there we had to have teachers and I was a teacher. So I taught inmates. My um, my students ranged in ages from 18. I had an 18 year old and I believe I had an 83 year old. Wow. I'm sure there are stories to be told um, from that experience. Uh, maybe not on this podcast, but uh, I'm sure interesting ones nonetheless. Yes, that is certainly another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll start that podcast and share some of those stories another time. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, you and I know the world of public education can take you in all kinds of directions, and we've, we've talked about those things already. So what was it that eventually attracted you to the charter school world and, and landing you at Virtus? Well, I got started with the charter world when I began to seek more leadership opportunities. And as there were none in the district, I got on this website that uh, provided me with a list of other leadership opportunities in and outside of traditional education. And at that time, I found uh, a listing for Virtus Academy. They were looking for a school leader. And it was a charter school in Florence that I had never heard of. I did my research and saw that it was a PBL school, and that piqued my interest even more. Mm-hmm. I really liked the project-based learning opportunities that Virtus provided its students. Um, I also liked that charter schools got a little bit more flexibility in delivering in, um, instruction to their students. Right. They could actually think outside, to the, outside the box to deliver this instruction that was catered to the needs of the students. That drew me in. Well, I think that's uh, a, a big factor to a lot of folks, and I think also something that we need to continue sharing and spreading, um, because I don't think a, enough people understand um, that flexibility, that innovation that really drives charter. Right, right. I, I, I like that flexibility, and I also like that we're still held accountable for educating our Absolutely. students. We're just given a little bit more flexibility in providing that instruction. To do that, right. Yep, absolutely right. Yes. So, of course, this month we're celebrating uh, uh, Black history across the country and across the world, and we are recognizing the work and achievements of African Americans throughout history, but um, as I explained to you before we came on, that we want to celebrate the work of our African American school leaders, um, such as yourself. Um, So, Ms. Nero, Share with us your perspective on this time and why it's so important to recognize and really share those achievements that have happened throughout the course of time. For me, Black History Month is a reminder that the greatness of America is due in part to the contributions made by many Black Americans. Black History Month also propels me to work even harder to affect change in my community as I think about so many who came before me, uh, who dedicated their lives so that I can enjoy the freedoms that I do today. And just in case they're looking down on us now, I want them to be proud of me. You know, Maya Angelou Mm -hmm. once said, won't it be wonderful when black history and native American history and Jewish history and all of us history is taught from one book, just U.S. history. And until this Mm -hmm. happens, Black History Month will be important. 
Well said. I think that puts it into a very real perspective, uh, at least for me. I know it does. So what is it like for you to know you have young students that that you see nearly every day that can look up to a person like yourself in a leadership role who look like them? Um, I've always felt that if we can see it, we can be it. And I, I feel like that's why so many children aren't doing things um, to to be successful because they're not introduced. They're not being shown the right people. And so bringing that back to my students, I think if they see someone like me in the position that I am, they have representation and representation is vital because again, if you can see yourself in that place, you can be yours. You can be in that place. I agree. I like that. I represent. What was it? They said representation. representation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Share with us a little bit about Virtus Academy. Uh, share what you guys have going on there. Tell us a little bit about the students that you were serving there. So we have um, about 540 uh, students at our school, and they actually are working on an awesome Black History Month project. We are doing a wax museum, and so students get to volunteer to participate. Nobody is forced, but they volunteer to participate in this wax museum. And so they decide on a figure in Black history that they want to portray. And on this day, they come to school dressed like that figure, and they will be lined up in the um, in the gym. Mm-hmm. And spectators will come in, and they will go to each exhibit, and they will press a button and that exhibit will come to life and that figure will begin to teach the spectators about his life. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So are you, are you guys inviting um, parents in and, and families and community Actually, members, all the no, above? Or who? we're what? not. It, it okay. is just for our students and okay. our uh, staff and faculty. I understand that. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, an interactive exhibit event for your students there. Um, you know, those those things. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, you get out of the classroom, you get out of your seat, whatever that seat is, and you, you hear your peers talk about this, um, whatever it is, and you, you kind of you're engaged with it a little bit more and maybe retain it a little better. Yes. Yes. So Virtus is a K through eight with high school coming, tell me. Yes, we are K through eight. We will start our ninth grade next year, um, next school term, 22-23. We'll start our first uh, class of our high school. Okay, so your first graduating class in 27, that would be? Okay, you're making me do math Uh, Well, yeah, now, as a former television person, we're never supposed to do math you know, oh, on air or, yeah, so. we don't do math either. <laughs> but Goodness, yeah, we're... So, 23, so I, I think 26, 27, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I think that would be correct. Yes. yes. Well, that would be uh very exciting times for, for you guys. I know. And you are 
either getting ready to or have started um, with expanding your building there, I believe? So we are getting ready to um, expand um, with, I'm, I'm hoping we will start over the summer clearing land and um, getting that structure up over the summer to be ready to move in by the 2022-2023 school year. Okay. Fingers crossed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Especially right now with supply issues and and things like that. So absolutely fingers crossed for that. For now, we've partnered with uh, Florence Darlington Technical College, which is right across the highway. And they're going to house us for at least next year for our ninth grade um, class. So we partnered with them. We're excited about that and the future opportunities that that partnership will provide. Yeah, that is awesome to hear. I bet I hope that is a good partnership for you guys. I think it will be, and that, that could be very valuable for your your school and your students for sure. Yes, absolutely. We're excited. So, uh, Miss Nero, you have some some interesting experiences in your education service, but I want to pinpoint one. You kind of came from that traditional world, as as many do, but you came in as an admin. So, you coming from that traditional district to a charter school where you're kind of a mini district, especially when you expand all the way out K through 12, you are going to be a mini district. What was, what was a challenge for you to, to adjust to or to learn as you came through into the charter school world? Short answer, Kevin, everything. (laughs) Um, Sure. I I was not prepared. I, I was not prepared. Um, my experience as an educator, obviously, that prepared me for some, mm-hmm. but I was I was not prepared for what charter world had. Um, you know, I've been trained as a teacher. Of course, mm-hmm. I can do that. I can go in a classroom and teach. I was trained as an administrator, but an assistant principal or principal at a traditional public school is not the same as an assistant principal or principal at a charter school. And so I was unprepared for all of the responsibilities that fall on me. Nobody told me that. Um, And if they did, I I didn't take them seriously because I thought, surely I, (laughs) I can't be doing the job of a superintendent Surely that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. But I was I was wrong and I was not prepared. And so well, it's been a challenge. L- well, luckily you're a fast learner and you've been able to get up to speed relatively quickly and I think Virtus is better off for for having you there and um I'm glad you're there. I've I've enjoyed well, getting to know that. you. Thank so, you. um I I you know, you get, you got to get your feet wet. You got to get your legs underneath you. But um, once you do, you, you hit the ground running, and it's it's uh, sky's the limit from there. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I am feeling more confident, and um, I'm feeling more confident every month. I look back at the things that were thrown at me in August, and the mm-hmm. things that are thrown at me this month. I'm glad they weren't thrown at me in August. I, that's all I can <laughs> say. Um, I'm handling them so much better and with so much more grace than I could have in August. So 
I've come a long way. I have a long way to go, but I'm, I'm going to get there. Absolutely. Well, Ms. Nero, thank you for taking the time to talk to SC Charter Chatter. We know your days are busy and your time is valuable, and we certainly appreciate sharing a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your school, and providing us your perspective on Black History Month. Uh, I can't say how much I appreciate it, and I hope to talk soon. Absolutely, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. And that's a wrap on episode 14 of SC Charter Chatter. My thanks again to Miss Nero at Virtus Academy Charter School. Make sure you subscribe to SC Charter Chatter so you don't miss our next episode as we highlight other charter school leaders from around the state. As always, thanks for listening and the all-around support. Be sure to follow us and don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you think of the show. Our email is podcast at scharterschools.org. You can also share topics or ideas for the show. Again, podcast at scharterschools.org. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at SC Charter School, on Twitter, SC Charter School, and remember to use the hashtag MyCharterSC. Until next time, I'm Kevin. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented on this podcast are for general information only, and no person should act or refrain from acting on the basis of the content of this podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Public Charter Schools Alliance, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any other entity they represent. Information and material in this episode will not be updated and may not be current. Please consult your own professional for any advice for your specific situation. To read the full disclaimer, go to scharterschools.com dot org.